Greetings, greetings, greetings and salutations, one and all. Hey man, do what you wanna do. Just don't kill the vibes round here. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the night shift of DJ Kevin Stew. live tonight, you know, mm. and we can kicking things off with the sound of Taylor, yeah. na, 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 na. it's called Don't Kill My Vibes, mm. na, na, na. I'm going to each and everyone locked in right now, those on tune in radio, on a night shift with DJ Kevin Stew, much love to you, blessings to the family up there in New Jersey, Thing is warm up. Much love to my brother, the motivator, New Jersey's finest. Remember, you can catch the motivator live Thursday nights at seven. Sorry, Thursday nights at nine. And on Saturdays at noon. Love to the NIE Radio Massive. Thank you very much. Truly appreciate love, y'all. I want to say big ups to those who are locked in out of Long Island, New York. The Reggae Pulse Massive. Welcome, welcome, welcome. DJ Atomic Force. Much love to you and the crew. Just keep on doing what you want to do. I want to say big ups to Mr. Lindsay And a massive over there on the Foundation Radio Network ClintonLindsay.com Welcome, welcome Blessings to those who are locked in on YouTube Live Enough vibes around here, you know, and it's all good vibes. Wanna say big ups to the massive on Facebook Live. And those who are locked in on the Foundation Radio Network. Remember, Clinton Lindsay is on every day. Yeah, man, catch him at noon. Big ups to those on uh, PEMGTV.com And of course those right here at the home of the night shift KevinStew.com We're encouraged to have acceptance through enlightenment Welcome, welcome, welcome So glad to have you couldn't do it without you And you have my word, I wouldn't even try Clubhouse Massive hanging out with us tonight huh? And the Zeno FM crew yeah. the road. Uh, Both bubbling in the steel pot 
Welcome, welcome, welcome. Glad to have you. Those on Facebook Live and in Clubhouse. Remember, it's only a segment broadcast, so don't get too comfortable. But you are welcome to come on over to the home of the night shift to DJ Kevin Stew, KevinStew.com. Don't come alone. I invite you to call a friend, tell a friend, friends of your friends, friends of your enemies, enemies of your friends, and your enemies too. I guess tonight is real talk night. Good vibes for everybody. I want to say thank you to my segment sponsors. Paul C Media Group and being in the moment is priceless. Go ahead and give them a call. What can they do for you? can take care of your videos, your photos, your streaming, your ads. You have an event you want to stream live on a secure platform, whether yours or theirs. A church service, a graduation, a party, a funeral, a wedding, a seminar. Let's get them a call. 754 1140 That's 754-999-1140. Call him up, tell him Kevin Stew sent you. Let's see what I can do for you with your event. Want to say thank you to Althea and her healing heavenly hands. Althea is a licensed massage therapist operating out of Broad County, North Miami and South Palm Beach counties. Shums to you. Bringing her table, her oils, and over 20 years massage therapy experience. Call her up 954-655-9000 Schedule your appointment today She only has one request though Is that you get off her table and go sleep somewhere else when she's done People have a tendency to fall asleep on her massage table you know She gotta go y'all Just keep on doing what you wanna do I want to say thank you to the global base. Now the global base has uh, over 30 years experience in the music industry and with public relations. They also do artist management and booking. They'll take care of your entertainment, plan your events. They do marketing and produ- production, marketing and promotion, and music production. They do so much you get tongue-tied. Well, at least I do. Go ahead and call them up. 954-804-8199. Or you can check them out online at theglobalbase.com. That's D-A-Global-B-A-S-E.com. Call him up and tell him Kevin Stew sent you. You heard about him on the night shift to DJ Kevin Stew, you know? Wanna say thank you to McNeil Trucking. McNeil Trucking is a veteran owned, licensed, and insured mover in the state of Florida. So you wanna move from the Keys up to Jacksonville? From Naples to Pompano, Palm Beach to Pensacola, 
and all points in between. You want to move some things into storage? You don't have the transportation, you don't have the manpower. Don't worry, you have the name, you have the number. McNeil Trucking. 954-406-9740. Of course, when you call them, mention Kevin Stew. Or mention the night shift to DJ Kevin Stew. Thank you, McNeil Trucking. And just remember, they got your goods in good hands. Of course, the phone line is open. Yeah, man, you know I open the phone line at the beginning of the broadcast. I don't do you want wait? Numbers to call, numbers to text, WhatsApp, Telegram, 773-789-STEW. Those of you watching on any of the video platforms, you see the number scrolling across the bottom of your screen right now. It's 773-789-STEEL. 773-789-7839. Rings right here in the studio so you get to share your views. You get to respond directly on a comment. Just keep on doing what you wanna do. Just of course, you can jump into the stew pot on kevinstew.com. Those of you wondering what the stew pot is, it's what others call a chat room. But because we're fancy, we call it the stew pot. It's where we keep things interactive and bubbling. Just go to kevinstew.com and you are there. You don't need to register of our firstborn, an internal organ, or a blood sacrifice. You can remain anonymous if you wish, because when you get in, you're anonymous. But you can put your name, that way we can interact on a personal, more personal basis, yeah? This one, I'll it's called Don't Kill My Vibes. Now I guess if there's one thing that can kill vibes It's this little thing called malice But you know, we, we I wonder if we really understand what malice is You ever stop to really think about it? What, what is malice? What is it that, 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 that you're experiencing When you say someone is malicious or even you are being malicious according to um, philosophicalsociety.com they say good people are really suspicious this is a quote good people are really suspicious they cannot imagine others doing the things 
they themselves are incapable of doing. Usually, they accept the undramatic solution as the correct one and let matters rest right there. Then, too, the normal are inclined to visualize the psychopath as one who's as monstrous in appearance as he is in mind, which is about as far from the truth as one can really get. These monsters of real life usually looked and behaved in a more normal manner than their actually normal brothers and sisters. Just they, they presented a more convincing picture of virtue than virtue presented of itself. Just as the wax rosebud or the plastic peach seemed more perfect to the eye, more than the mind thought a rosebud or a peach should be, the, than the imperfect original from which it had been modeled. This is a quote from William Birch, The Bad Seed, and it was quoted in Robert here, Without Conscience. So, the question is, why do people do reprehensible things? Is it that we are conditioned to be that way? Is it a part of us innately? Are we born this way? What accounts for the sort of malice one reads about in the news every day? Homicides and extreme violence, as an example. But also acts of deviousness and treachery. As when we learn that whole state apparatuses, surveillance apparatuses, have been built for the purpose of destroying people's privacy, stealing every last intimate detail of their life. In effect, it's just way surpassing the role of God in achieving a kind of omniscience over them. Or even acts of thievery, unscrupulous business practices, rape and spousal battery. Why do the alarm bells of conscience go off in some heads but not in others? Maybe the question is actually unanswerable, requiring as it does the input of an array of academic disciplines and leading eventually to a profusion of equally plausible interpretations, not necessarily towering over the others. In the last century, philosophers and psychotherapists have offered insights into the subject. And we're going to look at, right now, uh, a tiny sampling of some viewpoints. First, psychopathy. The absence of a conscience, of empathy. Empathy, sorry. Then there's sadism, uh, which is motivated by the wish to know another's deep secret. And thirdly, an existential account of violence. So, first off, psychopathy. 
the absence of a conscience of empathy. Here, there have been the excerpted, excerpted um, passages from Robert here without conscience. The Guilford Press, 1993, page uh, 1 to 3, 6, 34, 38, and 125. And Dr. Here is one of the leading experts in the world on the subject of psychopathy. He is Professor Emeritus of Psychology at the University of British Columbia in Canada. Several years ago, two graduate students and I submitted a paper to a scientific journal. The paper described an experiment in which we had used a biometric re recorder to monitor electrical activity in the brains of several groups of adult men while they performed a language task. This activity was traced on a chart paper as a series of waves, referred to as an electroencephalogram, EEG. The editor returned our paper with his apologies. Why? Well, he told us, frankly, we found some of the brainwave patterns depicted in the paper very odd. These EEGs could not have come from real people. Some of the brainwave recordings were indeed odd, but we hadn't gathered them from aliens, and we certainly did not make them up. We had obtained them from a class of individuals found in every race, culture, society, and walk of life. Everybody has met these people, been deceived and manipulated by them, and forced to live with or repair the damage they have wrought. These often charming, but always deadly, individuals have a clinical name. They're called psychopaths. Their hallmark is stunning. It's a stunning lack of conscience. Their game is self-gratification at the other person's expense, and many spend time in prison, but not all. All take far more than they give. The most obvious expressions of psychopathy, but by no means the only ones, involve flagrant criminal violation of society's rules. Not surprisingly, Many psychopaths are criminals, but many others remain out of prison, using their charm and chameleon-like abilities to cut a wide swath through society and leaving a wake of ruined lives be behind them. Together, these pieces of the puzzle form an image of a self-centered, callous, and remorseless person profoundly lacking in empathy and the ability to form warm emotional relationships with others. A person who functions without the restraints of conscience. If you think about it, you will re realize that what is missing in this picture are the very qualities that allow human beings to live in social harmony. Now take note here. As I pause for a moment to recognize that in the midst of all this, as the descriptions were being given of these individuals, what they're like, 
they weren't described as being selfish. They were described as self-centered. And you may have heard me make this distinction over time. If you've been listening for a while, you definitely would have heard me say it. There's a difference. And in order to really be able to understand and to be more self-aware, you have to be selfish. In order to truly survive, you have to be selfish. We're all, if, you, if you've ever been on a plane, you're guided in, in safety before the plane takes off. And this guided description, this guided instruction involves being selfish. Because in order to save those minors and seniors that may be around you or may be traveling with you, you have to take care of yourself first. In summary, you cannot give from an empty cup, so you have to fill up first. So you have to take care of self. So being self-centered, that's something completely different. And that's what they're talking about as it relates to being malicious. To being, to having malice. Hey Sim, how you doing? Long time no see. Glad you could stop by. It is not a pretty picture. Going back to philosophical society. It's not a pretty picture. And some experts doubt that such people exist. And to dispel this doubt, you need only consider the more dramatic examples of psychopathy that have been increasing in our society. Dozens of books, movies, and television programs, and hundreds of newspaper articles and headlines. These tell the story. Psychopaths make up a significant portion of the people the media describe. Serial killers, rapists, thieves, swindlers, con men, wife beaters, white collar criminals, hyper prone stock promoters and boiler room operators, child abusers, gang members, disbarred lawyers, drug barons, professional gamblers, members of organized crime, doctors who's, who've lost their licenses, terrorists cult leaders, mercenaries, and unscrupulous business people. Might I add to that, you heard the disbarred lawyers being mentioned, corrupt judges, crooked politicians. Let's add those to the list. Hey, Denise, how you doing? A deeply... Distur disturbing inability to care about the pain and suffering experienced by others is what is mentioned as a characteristic of a psychopath. Basically, the lack of empathy, the prerequisite for love. In order to love, you need to be empathetic. What makes psychopaths different from others is the remarkable ease with which they lie, the pervasiveness of their deception, and the callousness with which they carry it out. 
Psychopaths often come across as arrogant, shameless braggarts, self-assured, opinionated, domineering, and cocky. They love to have power and control over others and seem unable to believe that other people have valid opinions different from theirs. They appear charismatic or electrifying to some people. We all know people like this. Some key symptoms. Glib, superficial, egocentric, grandiose, lack of remorse or guilt, lack of empathy, deceitful and manipulative, shallow emotions. These are key tells. These are key signs. These are the key indicators of some psychopaths. And when it comes to those that have malice and display maliciousness, this is one of the characteristics. They tend to be psychopaths. Now, sadism is the other thing. Three, Three characteristics, right? Sadism is second. And it's motivated by the wish to know another's deep secret. Now, we all at some point in time have a secret. Some people care to know them and are driven by them. Some people, well, it doesn't really matter. It's neither here nor there. We'll find out how exactly sadism is motivated by the wish to know another's deep secret and what role it plays in being malicious. And we'll do that when we come back from this break. If you're just tuning in tonight on Real Talk, we're talking about malice. And we want you to go ahead and bring some friends on over. Call up a friend, friends of your friends, friends of your enemies, enemies of your friends, and your enemies too. Because this information is good for everybody. So get everybody involved. Those of you who are locked in on kevinstew.com, jump into the stew pot, drop a line. Tell me what you think being malice, having malice, what you think that is like. And, and, And the type of people that you've come across who have been malicious. Those of you on Facebook Live, those on Clubhouse, we're going to part company with you guys, but don't worry. You can come to kevinstew.com and get the rest of the broadcast. So you don't have to stay over there. On, remember, Facebook Live is just a, a, a segment. It's just to remind you that this is happening live right now. So you can come on over. The link is in the description. Um, I think I had pinned it. And had I not... Let me pin it right now for you. There we go. Pinned. So, uh, those of you on Facebook Live, go ahead and share it so that some other people can come on over to kevinstew.com. Just tell them. Yeah, this is just a snippet. Come on over to kevinstew.com for the remainder of it. Hey, Julie, how are you? Happy hump day to you, too. Y'all can catch Julie on the Truly Julie Experience every Saturday, 1 p.m. on Flex TV with two x's um so real quick a couple of things i want to 
let you know about. One of them being this event that we're praying, hoping and praying um, it stays dry for this event. It is the I'm Every Woman Health Expo one. It is happening um, on, on Sunday, April 16, at 11 a.m. You can register for free for this event online at islandhope.org. And the theme here is Empowered to Empower. It's happening at Brian Piccolo Park down there in Hollywood. It's 9501 Sheridan Street. That's 9501 Sheridan Street in Hollywood, Florida. There'll be kids, a kids zone, food trucks, giveaways, a blood drive, a treasure hunt, free health screenings, free, free workshops, free vaccines, and health and community resources. And... Um, you can check to see if there are any speakers, sponsor, and vendor opportunities still available to you. But this happens this Sunday, April 16, from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. All the event. And you can check out Eventbrite uh, online, eventbrite.com. Go to the I'm Every Woman Health Expo. Search for that. To see if you can get your free ticket. Also, a reminder about the book, the audiobook, Empowered Essential Concepts and Strategies Every Woman Should Know About Self Defense. It's authored by Jonathan Field and narrated by yours truly, Kevin Stew. Get your copy today. Share a copy with someone else. If you're on kevinstew.com, you, you can go to kevinstew.com. You'll see the book cover image. Click on it. It takes you straight to where you can go to download your copy. Get a copy for yourself. Share a copy with someone else. Empowered essential concepts and strategies every woman should know about self-defense. So, a reminder about the 783.90 challenge. At the end of the year, we can all have saved some money. Whether it be $780, if you're saving in $10 increments each month, you multiply that month that you're in by 10 and it tells you how much to save for the month. So we're in April now. This month, we should have saved $40 or on our way to saving $40 for this month. And so by the end of the year, we would have saved $780. And if we're saving in $5 increments, this month is our $20 month. And by the end of the year, we would have saved $390. Now, we all know a little extra money can come in handy. And yes, you are the one putting the money away, but it's your money. And you get to use it how you need to. Oftentimes, we end the year being broke. So, take up the challenge today and see where you end up at the end of the year. Sound like a plan? I think so too. We'll be back in a few. Pulsing Media Group, innovative streaming and recording, has done it again. A new way to get your business in full view of your neighborhood consumer through AdShare TV. It's available in your neighborhood today. 
It's easy. Just call us. 754-999-6020. Become a host today and place a TV monitor in a strategic location so it's easy to see. Get a one-minute video ad or longer that plays anywhere in our network. Can't be a host? No problem. For a few dollars, we'll run your 30-second video ad. A host can run announcement specials like buy one get one free or discount ads. Let's turn your flyers into a 30-second video with music or a voiceover or let us create and run your video ad with a spokesperson. Take advantage of our early enrollment discount. Join us today. Your ad will be seen at least 30 times per day in your AdShare TV neighborhood. It's easy. Just call us. 754-999-6020. AdShare TV, part of Pulse Media Group. Today in school, I learned a lot. In chemistry, I learned that no one likes me. In English, I learned that I'm disgusting. And in physics, I learned that I'm a loser. Today in school, in math, I learned that I'm ugly and useless. And in gym, in biology, I learned that I'm pathetic that I'm fat, and a joke. In history, I learned school, that I'm trapped. Today in school, I learned that I have, I no, have friends. no friends. In English, I learned that I make people sick. And, in gym, and at lunch, I learned that I sit I on my own because I smell. And in chemistry, I learned that no one. In biology, me. I learned that I'm fat and stupid. In English. And in math, I learned that I'm trash. The only thing I didn't learn in school today... The only thing I didn't learn today... The only thing I didn't learn... Is why no one ever helps. Kids witness bullying every day. They want to help, but they don't know how. Teach them how to stop bullying and be more than a bystander at stopbullying.gov. A message from the Ad Council. Ladies, lovers... Lovers of the music, it is here. The brand spanking new album from Ed Robinson and Ian Sweetness, a tribute to Teddy Pendergrass. Amazing. Ten blazing tracks. Two amazing singers going hit for hit. Classic for classic. A tribute to Teddy Pendergrass. Ian Sweetness, Ed Robinson. Oh, man. Is out now. Available everywhere. iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your music, it is there. A tribute to Teddy Pendergrass, brand spanking new, Ian Sweetness, and Robinson. Ladies, gentlemen, you've got to have this in your collection. Get it now. Available everywhere. Bruv, my last baby already gone off to college, mate. Is what this is come give me, man? Is a big album still? I love it. Big up Ed Robinson, ear sweetness, but this better come with a contraceptive. Hey, I'm representing for DJ Kevin's Jew, working on the night shift, the night shift radio show. Won't go changing like the weather, just to please the devil never. Will DJ Kevin's Jew sell his soul? That's a word and honor. Christine to represent him, word and honor, Celestia Dick Kevin's Street. Mr. Ed Robinson. I'm not that kind of man. Song written by Mr. Lesmond, Lesmond Foster. It's called I'm Not That Guy.
Welcome back to the broadcast. It is Real Talk Night right here on the Night Shift with DJ Kevin Steele. And we're looking at Malice. Now, before we went off on the break, we were looking at some traits, some, some viewpoints as seen by philosophers and psychotherapists throughout time or in more recent times. And we looked at we looked at uh, the psychopathy, and we said we'd we'd look at sadism and uh, and how it's motivated by the wish to know another's deep secret. It's not what comes to mind when you think sadism, is it? But according to philosophical society, and the quote, the excerpt. The basic need to fuse with another person so as to transcend the prison of one's separateness is closely related to another specifically human desire, and that is to know the secret of man. Now, while life in its merely biological aspects is a miracle of a secret, man in his human aspects is an unfathomable secret to himself. And also to his fellow man. We know ourselves. And yet, even with all the efforts we make, we do not know ourselves. We know our fellow man and yet we don't know him. Because we are not a thing. And our fellow man is not a thing. The further we reach into the depth of our being or someone else's being, the more the goal of knowledge eludes us. Yet we cannot help desiring to penetrate into the secret of man's soul, into the innermost nucleus, which is he or she. There is one way, a desperate one, to know the secret, and it is that of complete power over another person. The power which makes him do what we want, feel what we want, think what we want, which transforms them into a thing or thing or possession. The ultimate degree of this attempt to know lies in the extremes of sadism, the desire and ability to make a human being suffer, to torture them, to force them to betray their secret in, in, in their suffering, in this craving for penetrating man's secret, his, and, 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 and hence our own, lies an essential motivation for the depth and intensity of cruelty and destructiveness. In a very succinct way, this idea has been expressed by Isaac Babel. He quotes a fellow officer in the Russian Civil War who was just stamped his, his, his former master to death as saying, with shooting, I'll put it this way, with shooting, you'll never get to the soul, to where it is in a fellow and how it shows itself. But I don't spare myself. And I've more than once trampled an enemy for over an hour. You see, I want to get to know what life really is. What's life down what what's life like down 
our way. The other path to knowing the secret, well, that is love. And love is active penetration over of, of, of the other person, in which the desire to know is stilled by union. In the act of fusion, I know you. I know myself. I know everybody. And I know nothing. Sounds confusing, doesn't it? But think about it. I know in the only way knowledge of that which is alive is possible for a man by experience of union, not by any knowledge or thought that, can, that our thoughts can give. Sadism is motivated by the wish to know the secret, yet remain as ignorant as we were before. I have torn the other being apart from limb, limb from limb, Yet, all I have done is to destroy him. Love is the only way of knowledge, which in the act of union answers my quest. In the act of loving, of giving myself, in the act of penetrating the other person, I find myself, I discover myself, I discover us, I discover man. And this is an excerpt from The Art of Loving. Eric from the, the third thing is an existential account of violence. And we're looking at some of the, 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 the facets, some of the, as, as psychologists and philosophers have over time looked at, uh, psychotherapists looked at the, the whole concept of malice. These are some of the insights that they, they, they came up with. You know, this is what they have come to. That psychopathy plays, it, it, it shows up in psychopathy. It shows up in sadism. And an existential account for violence. Marshall McLuhan once observed that violence has something to do with an abs absence or lack of identity. The violent act, <clears throat> excuse me, is a form of self-assertion, defining and demonstrative, a surplus of being, rage, and fury. This wells up to do battle with the inward enemy, nothingness. In some individuals, the realization of not knowing who they really or ultimately are doesn't pose a problem. Somehow, they can get by quite well by fully accepting the uncertainties of contingencies of life. Self-doubt doesn't threaten or bother them. They do not require a preemptory morality of, or, or rigid boundaries to be whoever they are or to fend off a perceived threat. They do not need to marshal their ontological energies against a certain them. For others, the void leads to the building of, of what is sometimes referred to as a negative identity. Here, ego consciousness develops over time as a hostile reaction to others or to otherness. 
the author is seen as guilty, inferior, threatening, or bad. In short, an enemy is, is to be despised or vanquished. It's a Manichaean identity. And it is developed, which defines the native as honorable good and the foreign as suspicious bad. One may not know who he or she uh, or what he stands for, what they stand for, but they know what they're not. He knows what he hates. And that knowledge is sufficient to, to sustain. It has been said that it is very hard to hate somebody up close rather than far away. Hatred is born of distance. Encounters create the opportunity for mutual self-revelation, which produces a she or he is not all that bad a person after all. It's a thawing effect. People often wonder why there is so much violence in the U.S. And this may be a clue. In the U.S. lives and destinies, in, in, in the U.S. lives and destinies do not really come into contact with one another. Everybody is shuttered up, consigned to his or her own vocational compartment, Fran fantastically incurious to the experiences and feelings of others. And in any case divorced from a communal or public space that would add another dimension to private ontologies. A loss of sense of being is how C. Wright Mills described it way back in 1954. Between the state on, and the economy on the one hand and the family and the small community on the other, we find no intermediate associations in which we feel secure and with which we feel powerful. There is little live political struggle. Instead, there is administration above and a political vacuum below. Might some violence be a reaction to this external nothingness? Maybe. A protest against a world emptied of human contact and intelligent political association, maybe? Something to think about, right? Now, Bella Niger had an article by Taiwo Adukoya and speaks of the fountain of life deactivating malice before it destroys your home. And based on what we touched on just now, and some of the... the, the, the I, I hope you all painted the picture in your minds as, as I went through. Taking that into consideration, imagine... All this, this, this malicious sadism, this psychopathy, this disassociation, this 
account of violence, this violence that, that is prevalent. Imagine that, all that coming into your home and what that could create. Is that a place where you'd want to be? Is that a place where you'd want others to come and visit? Now, if you're a sadist, yes, you'd want others to be there because you want to, 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 to fuel your sadism. If, if you are that egocentric person, then yes, that narcissist, yes. You're going to want people to come by because they feed you. You feed off of them. And so this, 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 it's a need to keep your doors open. So yes, you would have that, you probably would have that red door, but that black heart. It was the desperate cry of a married woman for help. Though living under the same roof, her husband had not spoken to her for months. I was amazed at the varied counsel she got from members at the varied councils. Oh, she got from members at, of the internet forum where she was asking for help. They ranged from the not too reasonable to the outright ridiculous. I could not but wonder why a man who in his wedding vows promised to love and cherish his wife till death do them part would refuse to speak with her for that long. It was bad enough not talking to her for a few days, but for a whole month or even two. To me, that was beyond comprehension. Now, at the core of every successful relationship is a fellowship, a communication. And, and, and communication is an integral part of that fellowship. Ironically, nothing exposes a relationship to friction as constant fellowship. The more involved or intense the fellowship, the more the frequency of offenses. It is easier to offend or annoy someone you relate with on a daily basis than someone you relate with only once in a while. For most married couples, therefore, it is no wonder that there are higher chances of getting on each other's nerves. And many of us never really stop to think about it. The people that we're closest to are the ones that we hurt the most and the most often. Why? Well, who else <laughs> gets under a skin like that? Who else can? The successful people then, the successful couple then, is one that has learned to handle offenses or disagreements without resorting to strife and emotional manipulation or injury. Those who learn to forgive and are in the habit of constantly forgiving their spouses, their partners, will of necessity have better relationships or homes than others. Unfortunately, some by their very nature or experiences in life find it difficult to forgive or overlook an offense, even in a marital relationship. Such often close up and withdraw into their shells. They, they close up and withdraw into their shells when they are or think they have been offended. 
and give their spouses a silent treatment. And this can go on indefinitely. This often puts the home under ceaseless strain. As much as some are won't well, as much as some are won't uh, want to believe that women use a silent treatment more than men, um, <laughs> there's a ample there's ample evidence that some men are quite good at the game. A number of husbands simply outdo their wives when it comes to the keeping malice. And it is therefore not surprising that there's a question that comes up quite often. How does one handle the issue of malice, especially in the home? The first question is, really, what is malice? And strangely enough, even looking for a, a, a definition where it, you can really build on it and expound on it and, and there's not much to be found other than simply put silent aggression. And it is said to have three levels. So it's bad enough that it's aggressive it's being aggressive and being silent with it. But there are three levels to it. Well, when we come back from the break, we're going to venture down these three levels of this thing called malice. So grab your notebooks if you haven't done so already. And if you didn't, and you're going to want to go back to this, it will be available on the podcast. It, the, the YouTube live will be available after the broadcast. So you can go back and either play it in the background or watch the whole thing. Either way, I'm fine with it. Share it with some people. Have a discussion about it. Whatever you do, remember me. Give me a, drop me a line and say, you know, you mentioned this, you found this in your, in your research. Um, here's my opinion on that. Here's what I think about that. And we can have a discussion. I'm open to that. Just drop me a line, 773-789-STU. That's how you reach me. Call me, text me, WhatsApp me, Telegram me, from anywhere in the world. And we can continue this, this discussion if you have to go. But right now, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we look at these three levels of malice. We'll be right back. Matthew 28, 19 says, Go ye therefore and teach all nations. With this in mind and encouragement received during a South Florida media conference, the church links was birthed. The Church Links is an interdenominational worship service portal for churches, providing the tools to spread the word through technology in a cost-effective way. The Church Links www.dahchurchlinx.com Your links to worship and praise.
Making great music is one thing, sharing it with the world, that's another. Let the professionals at Reggae Global Entertainment help you to another level. Specializing in artist management, booking, public relations and marketing, and promotion. Reggae Global Entertainment can help you with event planning, websites, photography, and video production, press releases, legal services, and graphic design. They can even help you with music production so you can get the sound that you want every time. Call Reggae Global Entertainment at 954-804-8199. That's 804-8199. Or visit them online at reggaeglobalentertainment.com. MRE Entertainment, in association with VPAL Distribution, presents the brand new hit single. I'm Robert French, and you're listening to my new song, Every Day of My Life. Now available on all major digital platforms. Every day of my life will be, I'm just loving you, spend the rest of my life, always. I'm just loving you, every day of my life will be, I'm just loving you, spend the rest of my life. When being in the moment is priceless, consider the ability to share that moment. If you can video it, you can broadcast it. And Pulse eMedia Group has the tools you need. Weddings, birthdays, funerals, graduations, church services, parties, seminars, you name it. Pulse eMedia Group can provide you with a secure medium controlled by you to broadcast your event. Contact us at www.pulseemediagroup.com for more information. Pulse Emedia Group, when being in the moment is priceless. Hey yo, this is Carman to let you know that right about now you are logged on to DJ Kevin Stew on the night shift. Don't move. Welcome back to the broadcast. It's Real Talk Night and we're addressing malice. What do you know about it? What does it come from? Before we went off on the break, we looked at the simple definition. Yeah, we kind of just jumped into it at the beginning, but the simple definition of malice. Silent aggression. And it has been, it is believed to have three levels to it. There is partial malice, semi-malice, and full malice. With the partial, and you'd think partial malice and semi-malice would be the same thing, right? Well, partial malice is where, for example, a man continues to meet his responsibilities like giving money for housekeeping, dropping his wife to work, and things like that. But normal conversation is restricted to innuendos, and communication only occurs when it is absolutely necessary. That's partial malice. Semi-malice is where the couple resort to no communication in writing, 
or using the children as go-between. Um, well, <laughs> they, they don't do verbal communication. They just write. And children are go-betweens. That's your semi-malice. So there's some communication. It's just not verbal. And then you have your full malice. And this is a total breakdown in communication. And here, the couple do not relate at all. And everyone goes their own way. And they do their own thing. It was George Seville who said, Malice, like lust, when it is at the height, doth, no, doth not know shame. When you keep malice, you often pass across the wrong message. And your partner will likely respond wrongly because they have no way of knowing the depth of the wrong or presumed wrong that you're reacting to. The further, this then further aggravates the situation as you'll feel taken for granted. So why not just open up, discuss and clarify the issues in order to avoid your partner misunderstanding or getting irritated by your silence? Any way you look at it, malice is an assault on the peaceful ambience of what we know, what we call home. And it often leads to emotional distress on, and all kinds of psychopathic illnesses. It lays the foundation for psychologically disadvantaged children and silently chokes the life out of relationships. And it definitely does for marriages. And this is why the Bible says, for where envying and strife is, there is confusion and every evil work. This is James 3.16. Most times, when malice is allowed to gain ground in the home, it is because people seek revenge. When offended, they don't work it out. Instead of, of threading the path of forgiveness and peace and and. This is no wonder Bob Deffenbaugh said the cure for bitterness and malice and all of its fruits is forgiveness. But then you ask the question, how many times must I forgive? Remember that story? <laughs> Constantly. Without a doubt, malice will provoke suffering and attract evil to both parties. The writer here says, I have heard the, the confessions of a number of married people who, while keeping malice with their spouses, lost a child, were involved in serious accidents or experienced all kinds of calamities that would not have happened if they were not in strife with their spouses. And in some cases, one of the parties actually died. Now I can tell you this. True story. I have intimate knowledge of it because it's my story. My grandmother, may her soul rest in peace, before passing away, she and I had had a falling out. And we had not spoken with each other. 
shortly after we had this falling out, my grandmother became res- um, unresponsive. Between the time it took for her to be unresponsive to the time it took for her to, to transition, it was about a week. And on her deathbed, I held her hand and I said, I forgive you. Please forgive me. Now, this isn't a marriage. But understand this. My grandmother was the matriarch of my family. And when I say my family, I'm talking about all my relatives my, my, on my mother's side. My grandmother had seven children. And only, only one didn't have any kids, didn't have any children of their own. And so I had cousins. And we pretty much are still pretty close today. But I lived with my grandmother. My sister, my older sister and I, we lived with my grandmother. And so when my grandmother and I had this falling out, she, she, she was instrumental in my raising also. So for us to have this falling out and not speak, this is what they're talking about here. When something detrimental happens, I had the opportunity to find some type of reconciliation. And although she was unresponsive, what I saw as a single tear from her unresponsive eyes spoke volumes. And I had that moment to find that resolved, that resolve, because she passed away that night. Many don't have that to fall back on. Many end up speaking to a lifeless body, to a box, to an urn. not having any type of response at all. This is what they're talking about. It doesn't only happen in marriage. It happens across the board when it comes to our relationships. And so this thing, this six-letter word, barely enough for one to cover for each letter to cover the entire week. So it's not even like you could have one letter a day. You're still going to be left with a day to have nothing. But this little word can cause so many problems. If you're a man of or you are the man of the home. 
You need to understand that a woman is designed to follow the lead of her husband. Yes, it's up for debate. It is. But she's designed to follow the lead of her husband and would only go as far as he allows her. If she wants to keep malice and you, as her husband, disallow it, she would eventually respond to you and your relationship will be restored. You know the good thing about communication? It's a two-way street. And if he is in a position to disrupt the flow of malice, then she is also in that position. Because it takes two to tango. The article goes on. If you see an offense or anything that could lead to strife rearing its head in your home, try as much as you can to slow down and truncate it before it escalates. Unfortunately, many men find it difficult to apologize or accept an obvious error. Pride of the male ego prevents such men from conceding to their wives. But in God's order, the man is the head of the home and, in, and the leadership role rests on him. And for this reason, God holds him responsible for anything and everything that goes wrong in his relationship with his wife and family. Now, like I said, it takes two to tango. And although the larger responsibility of ensuring the peace of the home is on the man by virtue of being the head, a lot is equally expected of the woman. And it is therefore it therefore behooves you, if you are the woman of the home, to be careful not to allow strife or malice at any time, even where you feel offended. Look for an appropriate time to talk things over with your partner, with your husband, instead of shutting off completely. Whether you are the man or the woman, it will do you and your home a lot of good if you heed these instructions. There's a reason the motto that I, I, I try to go by. And you go to kevinstew.com, you'll see it there. Why it is have acceptance through enlightenment. When you look at synonyms of the word malice, you get a whole slew of negative words one of them being hate and as we know it hate is the opposite of love but it isn't opposite of love really is indifference so where does the hate thing come in well as one of the synonyms of malice for me it is a lack of understanding. And so I encourage people when they think hate, 
to think of having acceptance through enlightenment. And see where that would put you. Because no, you have to stop for a moment and ask yourself certain questions. You have to look into certain things. You have to ask questions of yourself. You have to ask questions of the situation. You have to ask questions of others. You have to open the lines of communication. And in doing so, you end up in a position where information is shared. Blurred lines become clear. The unexplained is now explained. We end up in a position where we're understanding what is happening with the other person in this relationship. And as such, we get to grow. And we grow through this situation and we work through this situation. And what happens with malice at that point? There, It has nowhere to thrive. Because this now is the absence of meaningful communication. I heard recently of a mother not speaking to one of her children. And I said, wait, what? Now understand this. This child is a young teenager. And this single mother decided that it was important for her to malice this young teenage child. Does that sound crazy to you? Because it, it sounds out there to me. Now, I'm not saying that we should not be human. I'm not saying that we shouldn't have emotions. We shouldn't respond to, 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 to things that are happening to and around us. But come on, man. At what point in time do we as parents say, oh, no. This cannot happen. We have to sort this out. We have to work through this situation. We have to fix this. Versus take the position where a child is going to feel alienated. A child is going to feel like they don't matter. To so the one person who should love them unconditionally their parent, their mother. That just sounds crazy to me. Am I the only one? And so, when you think of malice, think of the destruction that comes along with it. This is the destroyer of homes, the destroyer of relationships. It isn't the thing that happened. Because the thing that happened, happened. It's gone. 
And either you're going to address it as something that was offensive or you're going to let that thing blossom into what we know as malice and drive a wedge between those involved in the relationship. Where do you want your relationships to go? Do you want them to go nowhere fast? Do you want them to go dead? Or do you want them to go on living and thriving? Maybe it could be as simple as just asking for a little bit of forgiveness. This is music from Neri. His rendition of Please Forgive Me. As we part company, hope you can circle back around and we meet up again, yeah? Thank you all for tuning in. I invited you all to make sure to look out for members of your community. Remember, our community is not just the development that we live in, but it goes far and wide. So those that we pass on the bus, the plane, the boat, or the train, whether we walk, ride, or drive, these are members of our community. Look out for one of them today because you never know who's going to look out for you tomorrow. My name is Kevin Stewart. So I like to do it to you, for you, and with you. Monday, Tuesdays, and Wednesday right here at KevinStew.com. 10 p.m. Eastern for the night shift of DJ Kevin Stew. Catch you on Saturday, all things being well. For the Saturdays too on ReggaeGlobalRadio.com Good morning, good afternoon, good day to you wherever you are in the world From right here in South Florida A wet South Florida tonight I say good night Take care, be good If you can't be good, be good at it Greetings and salutations one and all. You're invited to tune in to the night shift with DJ Kevin Stew. It airs on Mondays with Community and Finance, Tuesdays with Healthy Love, and Wednesdays with Real Talk from 10 p.m. to midnight Eastern Time. Come spend some time interacting in the stew pot where we keep things bubbling and wind down in musical therapy. The night shift with DJ Kevin Stew is on kevinstew.com where you're encouraged to have acceptance through enlightenment.